It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of The Table. Uh, My name is Jason Squires and I am the host of this podcast. Hey, and this month we're talking about building your inner circle. And uh, recently I was listening to uh, Bob Goff's Dream Big podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, if you, I go recommend. There's a lot of episodes and just really good stuff in there. Um, and I was listening to an episode with our guest today, Brandy Wilson. And I was like, I need to fi- figure out how to connect with her and 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 get her on and get her on here because uh, you guys you guys will learn here in just a minute. Um, she has a lot to share about what we're going through this month, talking about building your inner circle. So let's meet Brandy. How's it going? It's going great. I'm in um, Nashville, Tennessee, and we've had a whole lot of snow. So we're finally getting some rain today and able to venture back out again, which is nice. You guys have had snow and like lockdown, like cold. Oh, we had eight inches and it means we shut down. My friend Johnny Cuff said that our plan um, in the south to take care of the roads is the sun. (laughs) And he's kind of right. If the sun does not come out, we are legitimately hunkered down. It kind of almost is very triggering back to the pandemic um, because you can't leave your house. You walk to neighbor's houses. Oh, man. And just, and that's a, you have had a lot of it. That's crazy. That's not a normal, yeah, that's, that's not normal for you guys, right? It's like, a, this is no, a, that is not normal for us, but in two inches, we shut down. Okay. So, you know, it doesn't take much. So eight inches means we're shut down for my kids. Have, my son, um, my youngest is still in high school and he was out all last week and he was out yesterday and we had a two hour delay today. And we were one of the only counties who went back. <laughs> oh, jeez. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm over here in shorts and flip flops in California, and it's. I always feel bad when I tell people that I'm like, it's. We haven't. I mean, it. It might rain today. Like it's not like a. You know, it I might think rain. <laughs> the end of the week, it was going to be like 69, and I'm like, it's 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 January, and we're we're yeah. in the, we're in the yeah, 60s. I'm gonna have to put on socks. 69. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I have to put on. It's right. I was in San Diego a few weeks ago, and it was in the 60s. And people were wearing like North Face jackets and beanies and like <laughs> boots. And I was I was at this coffee shop sitting outside and everybody was sitting inside. It was really funny. I'm like, I'm wearing, I'm like, I'm loving this. And everyone's like, it is freezing. And you're like, it's 60. It's yeah, so- yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but hey, tell us about you. Tell us about Brandy and kind of, uh, kind of a l- little bit of your story. And then I want to get into the inner circle conversation today. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, My name is Brandi Wilson. I live outside of Nashville, Tennessee in a sweet little modern Mayberry town called Franklin. Um, And I have been here for 20, almost 22 years, and it is now home. I have three sons. I'm a single mom to three sons. I have a senior in college in Birmingham, a freshman in college in Memphis, Tennessee, and then I have a junior in high school. So all three of my kids play football, even the college ones. So I do like to say I'm classy until kickoff. Um, And then it is like I turn into another person. I don't even know what takes over my body, but I have the cowbell and I'm the only person in the stadium of a few thousand people ringing a cowbell and screaming at the top of my lungs. So um, you probably won't see that side of me today on the podcast. Although I kind of hope we do. I don't know why. That's (laughs) That's my Friday night alter ego, Jason. I'm classy until kickoff. That's such a good... Such a good statement. Oh my oh, gosh, I, I love it. I have a sweatshirt I wear. So <laughs> that's amazing. 
Um, but I have been a ministry leader, gosh, way back to 1996, planted a couple of churches. I married my college sweetheart. Um, the last church we started was in Nashville, Tennessee. It's called Cross Point Church. And we served there for 14 years. And then overnight, my life took a drastic turn and my husband walked away from the marriage and our family unit and the church that we had planted and decided he didn't want to be married anymore. So mm. life as I knew it ended. Um, and I think we can both acknowledge when your life publicly falls apart, it's been privately falling apart for a long time. So yeah. um, I just, I think, never thought it would go to that extent. So in 2016, I found myself um, a single mom starting all over and pretty quickly realized that um, I was going to feel a lot of emotions, a lot of hard painful emotions, and then also was given the ability to put the pieces of my life back together the way I chose. And that's kind of what I started to do. So um, I started re rebuilding life the way I wanted it, sold the house, bought another house, started a new, launched a new career, continued working in ministry with the nonprofit that um, I helped to get off the ground about 15 years ago and really just started putting back together our family unit. Like, how do you um, put back together your family and feel like nothing or no one is missing. So that kind of became my goal. Um, and I dove into that head first. And here we are seven years later. And um, I had the opportunity to write a book, which is how I ended up on Bob's podcast. Bob's a great, great friend. Um, but had the opportunity to write a book about my experience and what God had taught me called Better Than Okay. Um, finding hope and healing when your marriage ends. So good. So good. And I love, I love how your story, you're not just taking your story and like pushing it to the side and continuing on. You're going, my story is a tool to help others and help yes. others see, see how they can maybe be better, better than okay. I love the title and be better than where they are. And how do you fix, how do, how do you take what you've gone through and actually put it into practice and, and not just yes. go, that was, that was yesterday. And I'm going to continue right. moving forward, you know? Um, right. Right. So, there so was good. this realization of like, my suffering can become a survival guide for others walking through something similar. Yep. Um, so when I started doing that, I um, actually realized like a lot of people are interested in talking to me. So I went back, not necessarily to school, but I went through different programs and got a couple certifications as a life coach. And I started realizing the more women I talked to, when they're at that point where their marriage has ended, the first question they would ask me is, am I going to be okay? And my response to them was, you're going to be better than okay. It's going to take time. It's going to take work. It's going to take healing. It's going to take leaning on a whole lot of God, um, but you will be better than okay. So that's kind of where the title came from. Love it. I love it. Well, this month we're talking about building your inner circle and, you know, you went from, you went from, you know, a very public ministry to being very much by yourself. And yes. um, I want tell us how having an inner circle was actually an integral part of your story and why you're able to do what you do. And it wasn't something that you had to go find. You realized they were already there kind of in that it, walking with you in the process. Um, yes. But yeah. tell, tell us about how that inner circle was 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 a part of your story. Well, you are right. I would say my support system, you know, behind God, my support system was probably the second most important piece of getting me through uh, my divorce. I 
I work full-time at an organization called Leading and Loving It, and Leading and Loving It exists to help female leaders thrive in ministry. So um, I started working there as a volunteer 15 years ago with my best friend, Lori Wilhite. She and her husband serve at Central Church in Vegas. I have another friend who's on our team, Lisa Hughes. She and her husband, David, are at Church by the Glades in South Florida. Um, So the three of us have kind of been leading this ministry for about 15 years. So as you reference, I went from being surrounded by thousands of people because Cross Point was one of the fastest growing churches in the nation. Um, we were running thousands and thousands of people each weekend. There was really and truly not a place that we could go to in Nashville where somebody we didn't run into somebody who was part of the church. So um, definitely very well known. <clears throat> when my ex-husband resigned, I knew that week I had to go to Kroger and I was filled with so much anxiety going to Kroger because it was mm. my neighborhood Kroger that yep. I put my hoodie and wore my hood up, hoping that I could make it through Kroger without anyone asking me what was going on because wow. I had more questions than answers. So yeah. I legitimately shrunk down thousands of people in my life to talking to the two friends I just mentioned, my therapist, and then a local friend who had been a member of our church as well. So I went from only talking to four people. And those four people were my lifeline. And my friend Lori, who I mentioned that lives in Vegas, that is a cross-country friendship. And thanks to minute, you know, free sell-to-sell talking and FaceTime and um, point credit card points to book flights, um, we get to see each other several times a year and talk on the phone almost every day. And in the midst of that, she would call me every day to hear my voice. And she would say, by hearing my voice, she would know what kind of day I was having. Um, and then one of the things that she did to me that I'll never forget is she took a hold of me and we were face to face this time. She took a hold of me and she said, a role might be gone, a calling on your life. I mean, a role might be taken, a position you feel might go away. No one can take God's call on your life except for him. Amen. So if you want to continue to do ministry, you can. And she just continued to put that reminder in front of me. And honestly, I'd been doing that my entire adult life. So I was almost to the point where I thought, what will life look like? Because if I go back into my background as an education, a master's in reading specialist, if I go back into teaching, I'm going to really lose contact, you know, the way I have been able to have with these friends, just because we work really similar schedules. So um, at that point, I was like, I think I can be a divorced woman and continue to do ministry so good it's all about people it's all about it's all All about about connecting and 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 relationship and um you know and it's it's not a it's one of those things i think you know um, i i want to say almost i almost want to say unfortunately but you realize they're there when when tragedy strikes you realize they're there when you go how am i gonna and you turn around and they're just standing there going how do i what do i need what do you need what do you need me to do how can i help you know, those people in your life that aren't going to judge you for anything in the conversation, but support you in the process and let you kind of just get your, get, get, get your stuff out, right? Get yeah, the stuff the, back the, under you again. And yes. yeah. Yeah. What would you say to the person who's listening going, I don't have a person I've realized, yeah. you know, realizing as you talking, going, man, if tragedy struck, I don't even know who I'd call. I mean, I don't even know, or I don't, you know, I don't know who that is or how would you go about developing those relationships and what does that look like? What would you say to that person who's kind of maybe kicking that around as you're talking? 
Yeah, I think friendship takes work. It is not easy. It doesn't just happen. Um, when we were six years old and on the playground and, you know, we were even intentional about friendship then. Do you want to go swing with me? Do you want to do the monkey bars? So we'd ask people to join us in activity. And I think the same is true as adults. We just need to be seeking people and ask them to join us in activity, whether it's meeting for a meal, whether it's going for coffee, maybe it's attending a Friday night football game. But to seek those people around you who are interested in engaging, I think lots of times we expect um, to just be able to find those people easily, but yep. Amazon is not going to deliver them to our doorstep. And <laughs> I also think cover that in prayer. I think yep. if that is something you need in your life, you need to ask God for it. Um, he knows what you need and he wants you to come to him with the desires of your heart. Yeah, that's, it's one of those things where you're like, you, you want to, I mean, as people in ministry, you know, we're on stage and up in front and, you know, it's really easy to kind of build a wall around and go, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in front of people and leading people. And you end up finding out that you're the people you hang out with are also the people that you're leading. And it's kind of a hard, you know, in that, in the instant, like in front of you, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm leading this conversation, but I'm also, I need you to lead. I need you to be, you know, kind of reciprocal. And it's hard. Um, I love that you said the people that you're looking for may not be at your doorstep. They may be across the country. They may be, you know, relationships that you have from, from, from before or like a long time ago. And mm -hmm. I think COVID made zoom a thing. And, uh, right. you know, before COVID it was like, ah, online, online video. Like it's like not as exciting or not as, but now it's like this, everybody has it. Everybody is connected, you know, video phone or, you know, yes. any, any way to, any way to get a hold of those people and be, and be, uh, be a part of it. I always like to say when, um, the people that, you know, if say for like when, when you have good news in your life, the first person you want to call is usually in that circle. And, yes. you know, if you go, you know, like when like we had when we had our kids, when my wife was pregnant, it was like the first person is like, oh, that's that's the person that I'm that I'm like that I'm connected with. And I know that I want to share share my good news with. And I also know reciprocal. If there's bad news, they're going to be on the same side of it and um, kind of help find that circle and find those people sure. from you know, where that connection happens. Yep. But um, yeah. yeah, it's so good. Thank so, you. So yeah, so as you're, as we're kind of like thinking through, um, you know, that circle and that place, you know, in, uh, you know, I'm sitting down and nobody likes somebody who just continually dumps on them. So yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, there's, there's, there's a give and take to like, you got to be equal parts contributor and equal parts receiver in this, in right. this conversation. And uh, in the inner circle, you know, when when tragedy strikes on the other side, you know, finding yourself in that space, like give us some tips on 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 contributing and also receiving um, and, and what that kind of looks like for, you know, for you and and how you'd kind of help us kind of walk through that with other people. Yeah. You know, I will always recommend that people get a good therapist or coach. Because those are the people that we hire to help us walk through those really hard and difficult emotions. Sometimes our friends, as wonderful as they are, as much as we love them, as much as they love us, they just aren't equipped to handle the level of pain we're walking through. So I was walking through the darkest days of my life and also processing that with a therapist once a week. So I wasn't fully dumping everything on my friends. I had been able to take that to someone who is a licensed professional to help me process 
And then once I had done some processing, I was able to engage with my friends on what was going on in my life. So I think lots of times we expect our friends to be able to give us advice that they're not trained um, to be able to give us. So always, I think working with a licensed um, therapist or a certified coach is a great thing because those people are trained to be able to handle the deepest and darkest days and the hard emotions that we walk through. Um, I will tell you one of the the best visuals I had walking through my divorce happened um, the weekend before my mediation. Mediation is kind of where you come together and your entire life is divided, um, you know, from silverware to Christmas decorations to finances. Everything yeah. is divided in about a 12-hour period. And um, David and Lisa, my friends in South Florida, had flown me down for the weekend. Judd and Lori were from Vegas. We're going to be there. Judd was speaking. So I had my two best friends and their husbands together. So it was the five of us for the weekend. And it was it's a weekend that is significant for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is on Sunday morning um, at church by the Glades, David said to me, and he referenced a lady who I knew was also a former pastor's wife whose husband had left her in a similar way and was trying to put the pieces of her life back together. And he said he had called her and invited her to come to the service and that she was there and he wanted me to meet her backstage. So we go backstage and I have, you know, David and Lisa on my right and Judd and Lori on my left. And I have this lady standing across from me and her story was very, very similar to mine except when it came to having a support system. And she did not have a support system. The night before, one of her kids had gotten arrested. She had been through financial struggles. She had been through um, making a lot of decisions that she didn't have people to bounce off of. And she stood across from me, and it was like a reflection in the mirror of what it was like for someone to walk through the difficulty that I was walking through without that support system, without those people to be the Aaron and hers in our life who hold up our arms when we can't. And I will never forget that moment of standing in that circle and having, you know, two of my dearest friends in the entire world and their husbands right there investing in me the entire weekend heading into my mediation so that I would remember the value of who I was and remember what I deserved. Um, And then I had this lady across from me who was broken and hurt and was not bouncing back. Um, She was actually facing facing more turmoil than she was any kind of faith in her life. She didn't know how she felt about the church anymore. She definitely didn't know how she felt about God anymore. And it, my situation was totally different because of the support system. So I think that's why it is so important to have those people at your table who are going to hold your arms up and pray for you when you can't, who are going to be there to intercede during the battles of life where you might get worn out and you can't intercede for yourself. And and if the tides were turned, you would do the exact same thing for them. For sure. In it's- a heartbeat. Those seasons like go back and forth. I'm not going to, you know, for your prior question, hopefully... Dear Lord, I'm not going to be in a season where I'm feeling the need to dump on my friends for like five years straight. Right. It's a season. um, And there are times I still dump on them about things related to the divorce, but it's so few and far between now. It feels differently. And they're dumping on me about things that are going on in their life. So it is this, you know, in order to have community, you have to share what's really going on in your life. And if you're not sharing what's going on in your life, it's hard to have the intimacy that you're actually looking for. So if you want to have that true intimacy and friendship, you have to be willing to be vulnerable and share what's really going on. I, every Wednesday morning um, at O Dark 30, uh, meet for coffee with a <laughs> bunch of guys. And um, 
they it's super early for this creative and it's uh it's uh i mean to the point where i'm like i may not be there on time in the mornings and the um they want there's three of us that meet it's me i'm a creative there is a a guy across the table who is more intellectual loves numbers loves he literally he loves math like his he in in his free time he does math and then the other guy is a counselor and um and he so there's the three of us not really like none of us are like the the same person and we're very much we get together for coffee and i love that that time where it's like you know you you sit down you know what's that what is said in that circle isn't going anywhere you know what you know with those moments where like no one's no one's in charge in the conversation yeah. it just kind of yeah. it just kind of a uh you sit down drink some coffee you know sit there for an hour and a half and and head home and it's like I, I almost there there have been times I'm on the road now. There have been times where I have been out and I uh, I fly home, land Tuesday night at you know midnight, and I am at coffee on Wednesday morning with it's an investment with, you have to make. And it's a thing where you like you know we yeah. jokingly say like we're going to be 80 still meeting for coffee and it um and it's you know but at that point we'll be at the donut shop, not the coffee yeah. shop because that's you got to <laughs> jump at some point you make the jump to the donut shop and a little later <laughs> in the morning, but uh, but. Um, so good. So, you know, as people in ministry, and I mean, you talked about at the beginning where you were, you were, uh, at a a large church in large churches, large churches, small churches, it's really easy to put up a, a facade and about, you know, you you mentioned, uh, you said, uh, when, when, when it, when the, when it became public, you realized it had been private for a long time. Like it, you know, you're trying to manage things and also maintain what's going on. Um, week in and week out we're on stage how do how do you know how do i know when it's okay to let my hair down in a conversation and 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 not uh i don't want to say be there there are times where you have to be fake but there's still a point of it's hard to let out the struggles in certain certain circles when it's what i could like i mentioned earlier the people that are in front of me are people that i lead or people that i'm a part of like you know connect with how do i know like this is a safe place to let my hair down and kind of be more of me than um, maybe I ha- than I am in, in other in other scenarios. Yeah, well, I think <clears throat> it's really important to discern when you need to be authentic and when you need to be transparent. And I believe we're called to be authentic in yep. every scenario, whether you know I'm at Publix grabbing groceries, maybe I'm at my kid's school, um, maybe I'm in a work meeting, I am called to be authentically Brandy wherever I am. However, I'm only supposed to be transparent with that few trusted um, members that I am really close to. And that is not just a one-sided transparency. That's a shared transparency between all of us. So I think being able to discern, you should show up yourself wherever you are. And this is a place that I and a person that I trust and I know that I can be transparent with is something really important for you to be able to figure out in your life. Authenticity versus transparency. Uh, differentiating those two is oh, that's huge. That's yeah, huge. You know, changer, right? Yeah, because I mean, you always you always want to be there's still there, there's a point when you're on stage where you feel like you know I can't share that. You know I can't obviously right. say those things, but you're still authentic. Authenticity kind of comes out of out of that space, and there's you know holding things back is not not being authentic. It's using yes. kind of using that judgment and that wisdom to go hey. Like I am who I am. You, you know, you get me on stage, you get me in person. I'm I'm the same person. The same um, person. If you run into me at Kroger and you run into me at church, I'm going to be the same person. Yeah, that's that's crazy. 
Well, hey, so we call our podcast The Table, and mm-hmm. um, I believe good conversation happens over good food. That's, I mean, you're in Nashville, the Nashville area, and I just there's the food, the food out there is just Great food. It's good food. There's good it's food. Good food. And so, and I, I mean, I'm just thinking in my mind. You talked about like tailgates at football games and all the things. I'm like, <laughs> there's food. There's there's food in this conversation somewhere. So Lots if I if I was coming over to the Wilson House for dinner, what is a meal that might be on the table? Yeah, so this time of year where it's really cold, it would probably be chicken pot pie because I have this homemade from scratch recipe that I love that was given to me, gosh, back in the 90s um, from a lady who was in my life who was a former home ec teacher, and she gave me this recipe from scratch. So it would probably this time of year be a chicken pot pie. In the summer, we would be grilling something on the grill. Okay. Y'all might call it barbecue. We call yeah. it grilling. You're grilling or barbecue. Yeah, there's you know the, there, there's different words here. But the, so <laughs> the, in the pot pie, do you do all the things like the like the the peas and the carrots and the all we the do things? carrots, celery, and onions. Okay. No peas, but no you peas. can put any kind of vegetable you want. Those are just what we prefer in our family. My wife the other night made a chicken pot pie in the instant pot, but Ooh. she made she made the, it was like the insides were in the instant pot, and then you put that over uh, biscuits. Yeah, man, it was like a reverse pot pie. It was, yeah, it was not like terrible. Constructed pot pie. It was like a yeah. My kids, <laughs> you know, you know, I've 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 a twelve year old and twin nine year olds, and they they pull food apart, and then and then so she was like, we've kind of gotten the mode where like we just kind of make things separate, and they could kind of build it like take what you want and build the meal, um, rather than yeah. you know throwing away half the plate. But the um, so yeah, they throw the biscuits in and throw that on top, and that was that was a good that was a good day. That was a, that was a, <laughs> Good day. Hey, so tell us how we can connect with you. You you talked about your new book, Better Than Okay. And yeah. like tell us how we can connect with you, all the socials and kind of where you where where you are and how we can get that book. Yep. Socially on all social media, I am at Love Brandy Wilson, Brandy with an I. I'm probably most active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my website is lovebrandywilson.com. And you can get my book Better Than Okay at Amazon and anywhere else books are sold. Um, don't we all use Amazon these days? It's it seems true. like um for coaching, you can get um information about coaching and working with me at lovebrandywilson.com as well. So good. I want to, you mentioned the coaching. I want to go back to a point you said a minute ago, and I want to reemphasize it that I think coaching gets a bad rap in the Christian circle. It's like a, it's like a, oh, a coach is sounds such like a business term, but I would a hundred percent agree with you. And I want to reiterate that to anyone who's listening, like coaching is a fantastic way to connect with you log into a zoom call or in person, depending where you're at. And you just, you, you know, that time exists. Like, yes. you know, 3.30 on Tuesday, I know I'm going to sit down with 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 my coach and uh, be ready for all of the things that come out of it. And it's, it is such a valuable tool. And like you mentioned, you got to find somebody, it's not just anybody, you got to find somebody yeah. that's like, you know, a certified coach or a counselor and yeah. um, to get, to kind of help you along the journey. And um, it's not a bad thing. Everyone, I want to reiterate, it's not a bad thing. And um, Not a bad and, thing. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It actually helps guide you toward your next best steps. Truth, truth. So, hey, Brandy, I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate oh, thanks you. thanks for and having you, me, Jason. Yeah. Presentation. Yeah, and I appreciate you just kind of sharing your story. And, it, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, using your story to change lives and just a good, just a good thing. And um, so... 
Yeah, and if you guys and I would also recommend going back to the Dream Big podcast and 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 listening to that at the episode with her. It was a, it was earlier this earlier this year, and um, you are not going to want to miss that. She goes into her story there, and you just get to know her. And so, uh, make sure you check check that out as well. And so, anyway, we will. Thank you, can, Jason. Totally, we'll see everybody here next week.